Gentlemen, it's the Muppet Cast! Hello, and welcome to the Muppet Cast, dedicated to the work of Jim Henson and the Muppets. Join us as we discuss the past, present, and upcoming productions from the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, and the Walt Disney Company's Muppet Studio. Now, here is the host of the Muppet Cast, Steve Swanson. Hi ho once again everyone and Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Muppet Cast, the original podcast dedicated to the work of Jim Henson and the Muppets. I am your host, Steve Swanson. Happy holidays, happy whatever you're doing this time of year. It's great to be here with you. I think we're going to have a fantastic show this week. I know it's been a little while since we've done something um, and we're doing a lot of the Muppet Cast mailbag stuff and that's all a lot of fun. But I thought, uh, you know, I haven't done one of these holiday episodes yet this year, and we used to do this all the time, so I thought, hey, let's do one right now, this weekend. So, welcome back to the show. The main website for the Muppet Cast is MuppetCast.com. My email address is me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. The Facebook page is Facebook.com slash MuppetCast. The Instagram and Twitter feeds are both at MuppetCast. And... I think, uh, well, we don't really have to do a whole lot more of uh, housekeeping because, well, these, these holiday episodes really are mostly just driven by your music requests, and I've got uh, a lot to get to. You guys have re- actually sent me a whole lot of things that you would like to hear this holiday season, and uh, hold on. Wait a minute, Skype is ringing. I didn't plan for this. Um, Hold on a sec. Hello? All out the holly, we're heading home so we can all start to celebrate. Hi, Steve. Um, hi, JD. How's, uh, how's it going, man? I'm doing very well. Uh, I just heard that you were going to do another one of your boring Christmas specials. You know, I mean, the, the same ones where you don't really do much other than play music the whole time. Oh, how did you hear about that, I wonder? Oh, you know, word gets around. I have friends in high places. Um, I guess. Little Birdie told me... I don't know, any other excuses I can pass by you to uh, keep you from knowing that. Well, anyway. Um, so, um, yeah, but... Well, uh, I just... it's it's See, I just wanted to show up because I didn't want you to be bored. I mean, I just imagined you kind of sitting there in your rocking chair knitting, wishing well, I mean, you could be doing something more interesting. <laughs> um, so, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of recording a show right now. Um could we uh, could we catch up later, maybe? Or is it? I mean, oh, are you going to oh, be no, around no, today? No, no, it's actually. I think you're going to like this. I've got a great surprise because it's not just me that's here to what? make your podcast more interesting. No, I've brought all my podcast with me. Hi, Steve. This episode of Eleven Point uh, Collar uh, is brought wait, wait, to you a by a Muppet fan site, Family Christmas, and weirdos like you. Eleven Point Collar, hosted by JD Frog Scout Hansel. Oh, okay. What, JD? What, what's happening right now? Well, you're doing an episode of the Muppet Cast. Yeah. And I'm doing an episode of Eleven Point Collar. 
Okay. And we're just doing them in the same place at the same time. It's like, have, have you seen that little TV special, Muppet Family Christmas? I, I've seen it once or twice this week, yes. Yes, right, exactly, Muppet Family Christmas. So we're doing the Muppet Fansite Christmas. We're just bringing your production and my production together in the same place. And, the and Muppet Fansite Christmas, okay, all right. Well, yeah. uh, this, this could work, I guess. All yeah, right. all we have to do is uh, get ready to cook up Big Bird, and then I think we've got the makings of a really neat Christmas special here. All these surfing lessons I've been taking, but okay, fine, fine. Let's uh, let's do it, man. So here we are. Uh, we've already yeah. played the music. We're already in the show. So now's the part where just chaos just ensues, right? Stuff just happens and goes crazy wrong? Well, I, I guess, but what are we going to do here? Um, I don't know. I was planning on the chaos just sort of ensuing. Yeah, that's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. um, Muppets have tried things without scripts too, you know, and, and we've seen how that um, well, never mind about that, but we, uh, we we gotta have something interesting to do here, otherwise people are gonna stop listening here in a second. Right, right. Yeah, that's, um... In fact, that guy over there stopped listening already, so we've, we've oh, lost, man. we're down one. Well, I hate that guy. Uh, he's, he's normally just getting up to go get popcorn, though. So he might be back. Okay, he might. He might. He but. might be back. But in the meantime, hey, hey, let's. See. I think there are some interesting things that we can talk about, right? All right. Like, all right. Um, so here we go. What What are we going to talk about this week, JD? Okay. Topic number one: the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We got to see this parade open with the Muppets for a change, which I don't think has ever happened. I've never seen them being the opening act for a parade before. And uh, I thought it was really cool. It was really fun. That was really well done. Yeah. Um, I think what it fades up on Scooter getting the show ready to go as mm -hmm. is his normal role with anything Muppets. Um, cute little musical number. And uh, yeah, it was it was they were actually in a couple places in that parade. I thought they were very well represented. I thought everything that happened was very well done. Um, I liked both the Muppet opening segment and the Sesame Street song. A um, little different, but then again, Sesame Street's been kind of changing it around and trying some new things, and I, I think largely it's been working. Uh, and then Miss Piggy shows up with Tony Bennett and, well, saves his life. <laughs> uh, the whole thing, I thought, the Muppets did a really, really great job with all of it. Yeah, unfortunately, I missed the Miss Piggy and Tony Bennett part. I don't know how I I don't know where that was in the special. I was pretty busy on Thanksgiving Day, so I'm lucky I got to see the Muppets opening. It was but a lot I, later. I think it might have been even right before Santa Claus, but it was very near the end of the show. Yeah, they they spread the Muppets out pretty evenly. So so if you caught any of the parade, it was possible for you to catch some Muppets. But if you only saw part of it and you didn't watch the whole thing, you could miss a lot of Muppets too. So that's the downside. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, I, I heard good things about uh, the parts that I did miss. The sesame float seemed to be the same as usual, except for the fact that, if memory serves, we didn't get a lot of the usual cast members we're used to seeing there. Which is particularly odd, just because after the recent story about uh, Bob and the original cast members getting let go, one of the things that we heard that was supposed to reassure us is that they would be incorporated in things like the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and then here comes the parade, and where are they? Right, right, and fortunately, we've heard nothing of a follow-up from that story, so... Oh, yeah, good! I'm, I'm sure it all turned out fine. I'm sure it's fine. Great. Yes. Great. 
So yeah, I think it was good. I think it was very clever for them to use the song "Hey a Movie" for "Hey It's Macy's." Yes, that it's, was very clever. It's pretty rare, I think, for something on television today to reference the Great Muppet Caper. I hear Muppets Take Manhattan getting referenced more in contemporary TV shows than I hear the Great Muppet Caper. You know what's funny? Referenced. Just a little side note right now on HBO, and we're recording this a couple weeks before Christmas, but on HBO right now. Uh, on the app, you can dial up Muppet Christmas Carol and the great Muppet caper of all films. Really? Really? That's interesting. I know. You, you know, by the way, I just recently got the Muppet Treasure Island Great Muppet Caper Blu-ray set. I meant to get it like a year ago, but I just recently got it a, a month or two ago. And I imagine that some Muppet fan sites have already written about this, but the Great Muppet Caper looks terrible on this Blu-ray disc. Mm. That's too it bad. just looks awful. They didn't do any touch-ups, it doesn't look like. It's it's very grainy and weird-looking. That's um, kind of sad. It is kind of sad. I mean, it's bearable. It's definitely bearable if you're used to watching old grainy movies, but... yeah, I, I'm so, a fan of old grainy movies, yes. I do like old grainy movies, but I think that we should be directing our attention to some Muppet Christmas productions. Yes, yes we should. Okay. Um, I am glad they used a song from that movie instead of trying to write some hokey new little throwaway number that wouldn't have been very good this was you know they, they took a good number and they put some old I mean they took an old number put some new words to it and yes it was I don't know if it was like hilarious but it was a great little Muppet segment yeah it was good it was good so that's topic number one out of the oh, way see Steve right. this is easy we're moving right along okay good we are in fact if you want to we could even throw in a fun Christmassy Muppet song one of the ones that you were planning on playing anyway uh, just as, as filler to hold us over to the next segment. Okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that will make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart City sidewalks Busy sidewalks Dressed in holiday style In the air there's a feeling Of Christmas Children laughing People passing Meeting smile after smile And on every street corner you see Silver bells, silver bells It's Christmas time in the city Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright 
tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Yes, we are. Hi. Thank you for the yes and. Thank you for picking up in my uh, little bit of silence there. So well, I agree with each other so much. I just wanted to confirm along with you that we are right. indeed It's back. so annoying when we talk about something in a way that we just agree I know, on something. I hate when we agree on things. Well, I don't think it's all that bad. Anyway. Ah. Anyway. So I am reminded now of one of my favorite Christmas specials, which isn't... It's not really a Christmas special, it's actually a podcast. It's the Dylan Gale Christmas special from last year. I thought that uh, those guys over at the Dylan Gale podcast had a lot of fun going through some of their favorite Christmas productions. and I thought, So your favorite Christmas special is not a Christmas special. Precisely. And so I was just thinking that maybe it would be kind of fun if you and I did a similar thing in which we started going through lists of some of our favorite Muppet Christmas productions and Muppet Christmas songs. Because I don't think we talk very much on the podcast about what you've our already ruined it. Christmas you've already things. ruined it because your favorite Christmas special is not a Christmas special. You just admitted that. What do we? Go, where do but, we go from here? But that's not my favorite Muppet Christmas special. Oh, okay. That's the difference. This has to be a Muppet production, okay? Because we're always talking about these things and playing clips from them. So why shouldn't the listeners know which are our favorites, right? So your favorite Muppet Christmas special is less of a favorite than your favorite Christmas special, which we already established is not a Christmas special. Shut up. Look, it's a good plan. It's a good plan, okay? Do you have a, do you have a better plan for your own podcast, Steve? You already interrupted my plan, so we're That's just... That's true. I did ruin it, so I guess the This is all is your show, buddy. Too. This is okay, your thing. Okay, fine. So, segment number two. Do. Segment number two. 
our top five Muppet Christmas productions. So for me, number five is The Bells of Fraggle Rock. Oh, that is good. Yeah, I don't think it's too much of a surprise for this to be on the list. As I think some of my listeners know, I am a big fan of the song that they play at the end of that special, which is called... (laughs) Just called Research. That's what it's called. I know. I'm supposed to know that. Well, I thought I knew it because I played it in my podcast. It's not. Uh, last there's time a rhythm, around. is it? Uh, raise your voice is high. Might be. There's a promise. Same thing. Actually. Yeah. That's there's, what it is. Yeah. There's a promise. Is the name. We're, of the we're song. giving multiple <laughs> names to the same song, but yeah. Well, yeah. There is no established title for it. I don't think so. Most of us just call it. There's a promise. There might be something in Encyclopedia Fraglia, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So that's that's always a fun one. It's a neat, creative special, and it brings in one of our favorite characters from Fraggle Rock, which is... Red? Cantus the Minstrel. Cantus the Minstrel. By the way, that song uh, is written by Steve Whitmire. Really? Really. I had no idea. Yes. Um, Steve Whitmire, who actually, for someone like you who is so interested in philosophy, would have quite a conversation with you. Oh, oh my gosh! He's, I mean, he's a, I mean, I'm not kidding. He's fascinating when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like his his outlook on life, um, the way that he's kind of developed a value system. It's, oh my gosh, it, it's so cool. That's a completely different tangent. But uh, how do you but, yeah. know all this stuff? How long have I been doing this? I know you've been at the business for a while, but it's not like you would have Steve Whitmire on your podcast and say, "So tell me about Kant." Right. I just didn't record that part of our talk. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. Very fascinating. So what you're saying is the best part of your interview with Steve Whitmire isn't even part of your interview with Steve Whitmire. No, I'm saying, no. See, I'm not doing that. My part, the most interesting (laughs) part of mine was in fact the Muppet part. Because it's relevant to my audience, you see. It's relevant to my audience. Sure, that's what you think. So what's your your number five? Uh, We're going to go with... Um, well, I was about to say Toy Story, but that's not what it is. It's uh, the Christmas toy, which, well, if you look at the Pixar Toy Story movies, it's the same kind of concept. Toys coming to life. Um, and that's, I, I don't even think Jim Henson invented that concept. I'm sure it's been around forever because humans are always interested in what might be hap- what kind of personalities inanimate, inanimate objects might have. We sort of assign those roles to things all the time. And uh, it was kind of funny to see, well, what would that be like if there was a puppet production with Jim Henson's imagination sort of superimposed onto that. And it's uh, it's not my favorite, obviously, because it's my fifth pick instead of my first. But uh, it's got some cool songs. It's got some great characters. I love the way the Muppet performers uh, treat those characters. I especially love Mew which is also Steve Whitmire, and it's kind of like his Wembley. And this was on TV about the same time as Fraggle Rock, so it was the same kind of voice. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's Wembley. I know, that's got to be the same puppeteer. And I, I didn't know who they were at the time. I just thought, ah, it's probably the same guy. But um, yeah, it's, it's a fun one, but it's not one that I feel like I have to watch every year. In fact, I haven't seen it yet this season. Hmm. There are actually very few productions that I watch yearly. Really? I, I'm weird. I usually don't feel like celebrating really? Christmas until it's really close to Christmas Day itself. And once I get close enough to that, then there's not that much time for me to focus on cramming in specials. But also, I 
I feel like years are very short and I get bored very easily, so my preference usually is to watch something that I haven't seen in years. I don't know why I'm not as attached to a yearly tradition as other people, other than if I watch something that I just saw a year before, I feel like I just saw it just a few months ago. You don't want to do things the way everyone else does them. Imagine that. Hmm. I know, it's completely unbelievable. Anyway, in my number four spot, you want to guess what this one is? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is out the Rankin-Bass of of production. This is out of all of the Muppet Christmas productions. Yeah, it's still, because just because you don't want to do things like everybody else. What is it? Tell me. It's single all the way. What? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> so evidently, I'm the only one here who thinks that things that happened a year ago are within my recent memory. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I'm going a little more classic on mine, but. You know. I know. Well, I looked over the classics and I like them. They're nice, they're sweet. But there was something about Single All the Way that I really liked. It was a good, it was one of the best episodes of the TV show, and one of the episodes I could point to if ever somebody said that it didn't feel like a Muppety production. I could say, oh yeah? Well, that's because you haven't seen episode 10. Episode 10, and let's not forget episode 4. Both very, very Muppety. But yes, if we're talking about Christmas. Episode 4, episode 10, episode 9. Which one was 9? 9 was learn to fly not with Tom Petty but with yeah um, that was a great one Grohl David Grohl found the name Dave Grohl yes not Dave Goals Dave Grohl Dave Grohl there's a difference however although learning to fly with Dave Goals might also be good that well that also applies we also learned to fly with Dave Goals I think in that episode we actually did yes we did yes Mm -hmm. the more you know so yeah I think that that's a good one I think that's one of the episodes that stands out and it's one of the better recent Muppet Christmas Productions. What's your number four, Steve? I'm going to go with uh, something that's classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's old. Uh, mm. Like me. Although this is older than me, it is the Great Santa Claus Switch. Seriously, man? It's got to be on there somewhere, and you're not going to pick it. That's fair. Alright, sure. What do you like about Great Santa Claus Switch? Uh, that one of us had to pick it. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, it is... The Muppet production that spawned Gonzo. That's true. It gave us Gonzo. And it arguably gave us Fraggles because the bad guys were called Frackles. And that's that's a a word that Jim Henson... No, I don't don't know if that's a stretch or not because Jim Henson... (laughs) Shut up. Jim Henson used that word um, to sort of to make Fraggles because if... Okay, fine. If, If Jim Henson had not called the bad guys Frackles... We would have grown up watching Woozle World on HBO. And I don't know about you, but I, for one, am very glad that we didn't have to deal with Woozle World. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. But just because this is the special that gave us something that became good doesn't mean the special is good. I mean, think about um, Boba Fett, for example. You know where he comes from? Not from uh, the great Santa Claus switch. No, he comes from the Star Wars Holiday Special. I know, which is terrible, but I will say, much like Mr. Chris Harris, I will watch that once a year. One time and one time only. Wait, what? The Star Wars Holiday Special. It's on YouTube. Why would you not? Just put it on the background and go vacuum the floor or something. But Why it- would I not choose to endure the special? Do you yes. need- Oh, let me count the ways. Are you kidding? <laughs> well... 
Anyway, I'm sorry. We can talk about Star Wars on another podcast. Say, that's a good idea. We can hey, do we a should podcast try that. Yeah. episode. Hey, there is, okay, there is another Star Wars movie coming out, by the way, in about a week. We could actually do that. We're not going to do that. Uh, okay, fine. Until Anyways, we've done some other Let's Talk production. Let's move on to, what's our number three? For me, perhaps unsurprisingly, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good Feel free to steal it, Steve if you'd like to for one of your higher level ones but yeah Christmas Eve on Sesame Street is really fun in a few different ways first of all seeing the ice skating is always at the very least fascinating oh my gosh yeah because it's impressive on one hand but on the other hand it's just weird having these giant versions of the characters that don't express much um, except for Big Bird. Big Bird looks reasonably normal and has a very cute little bit with it. And it's a long there. portion of ice skating. It's like a it, lot of ice skating. It feels like it's 10 minutes of ice skating. It's probably not, but it probably feels longer for me because that segment also includes my least favorite Christmas song of all time. No, really? Oh, I can't stand Feliz Navidad. Really? Really? What don't you like about it? Um, I don't like... This is just a weird me thing, but I don't like how his singing voice sounds. It's very nasal. It's like Bert singing the song, for starters. And then I'm also a stickler for... Okay, if your verse two is the same as your verse one, you had nothing to say to begin with. Second verse, same as the first. It's just... It's a non-song for me. No. It's a... It's... It's... A lot of sound and fury signifying not even Christmas. Just it's uh, I, I don't even I don't even like thinking about it. And okay. I know you're gonna play it, so I'm just gonna sit over here in the corner and mope for a second. But hold on, here's hmm. here's the thing though. When you think about a lot of the really ancient classic Christmas songs, they're very often very simple. They have no, they're not. Yeah. A lot no, of them really not. don't have too much to say. Compare the melody of any Christmas song to any four-chord pop song. I well, love Christmas music for that reason, because it's better music than most of what the radio stations play the entire rest of the year. But at the end of the day, it usually boils down to, even if the melodies and structures are not simple, a lot of times the structure on a bigger scheme in terms of how many different verses or choruses you have, that's pretty simple. Right, right. But the, the other thing that I, I love, and this is about any kind of Christmas music anyways, it's something that we all come back to every year. And it's kind of one of those things that I don't really care what kind of person you are, I don't care who you voted for, or what. It, we all sing these songs and probably like them all. You know, it's something that kind of brings us all together. Okay. Except... Feliz Navidad. It's just the worst. JD, I can't I can't articulate how much of a non it's an absence of song. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a merry Christmas. I want to wish you a merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas I wanna wish you 
interesting thing about the ice skating scene yes, um, yes. for me personally is that it actually brings back memories of when I tried to record an audio commentary for that TV special for my podcast. I was trying to produce, this was a few years back, of course, I was trying to produce an episode of 11 Point Collar that you could sync with the special and use as an audio commentary track. Oh, okay, like almost like a riff tracks. Yeah, except that, I, I, I mean, some of it could be jokes, but I wanted a lot of it to be historical information. I wanted right, to- Right, right, right. Right, because we have the Muppet Wiki, so we have access to all of the Muppet history ever. Um, and also- This is something I've thought about doing for a lot of things. things. Yeah, yeah. Is, is making fan commentary tracks like this. Right. I thought but that's it would be a lot really, of work. And, right. Yeah, I thought yeah. it would be really fun to do, but it ended up being a ton of work, and oh. I was just terrible at it. Yeah. Um, I and I didn't imagine, have nearly enough really. to say, so yeah. I, I kind of yeah. gave up after the ice skating bit, but I was uh, studying that. the... What? Nothing. Go on. I was studying that part pretty closely for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I, I grew fairly close to it, I think, over time. But then that leads into True Blue Miracle, which is one of the greatest uh, Christmas songs of all time. Oh, goodness, yeah. And I believe this is also the special that gives us Keep Christmas With You. It is. All, and that, everything from this special is the best ever. I love this special. In fact, it's also, it's funny because it's also my number three, so I'm going to jump in here too. Okay. Um, I think this one has more heart and shows off the not not the mind not the brain the 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 educational part of sesame is always there but this special in particular shows the heart behind the show more than any other production i think they've ever done yeah i think that it is one of the most it's it's not too sweet in a cutesy wootsy way i don't think right yeah that's the thing is like it's most that's other it. Most other children's shows that try to do a really sweet, charming Christmas special are going to do something that's just too, you know... They're going to go how, over the top did, on the sweetness. Yeah, how did Carol Spinney describe it? Hello, boys and girls, that kind of a thing. Right, and so it's, it's not too sweet. This doesn't do that. It's not too brainy. It's not too, it's not too syrupy, sappy. It's just... It's, Warm. It's real. It's the same kind of reality or... or authenticity that I don't think you can recapture for this show. I mean, it, it the show is something different now than it's ever been, and that's fine because it's today's audiences, but it'll never recapture the heart of what it was because those people aren't there doing that anymore. I'm actually, this is a, a mailbag uh, response that I'm, I'm going to be doing for a question too, but like you just, it, this special signifies that sort of little moment in time that is probably some of the best Sesame content that's just ever been written. Yes, I think that this is a special that definitely comes right out of Sesame's golden era. If yeah. Sesame if Sesame has a specific golden era, not just a general idea of the early years that are the good years, but like a golden era, a time when it was really at its peak, it's when this special came out. Which makes it so funny that oh it gosh, was around yeah. the same time that the other Sesame Street Christmas special came out that nobody ever watches. The um, one with Michael Jackson on it, for crying out loud. Michael Jackson couldn't save that one. <laughs> well, here's, they didn't show off his it wasn't talent terrible. at all. It, it wasn't, and it, yeah, you're right. It was just, hey, here's Michael Jackson. You like Michael Jackson, right? I mean, it, it wasn't It wasn't that shallow, but I, I still watch this one and laugh as an adult. 
Whereas I look at, I watch a, I don't, I don't watch a lot of kids ones anymore, but you know, you, you see some of the other ones that they've done and you just, this isn't really, this just isn't, it's not hitting the base. It's not, it's not hitting where it should. Um, and a lot of other kids Christmas specials, you just, you watch them and you go, this is stupid. What is this even? Yeah. But this is, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we, we're going to start repeating ourselves on it. but We are, but I think that my favorite moment from the special is probably when they're doing something that was at the time very common for Sesame Street, which was they sit a child down in a room with a plain blue background and stick a puppet in the kid's face and start asking the kid questions. And oh, yeah. it's really, really great in the particular moment when... Grover asks one of the kids how Santa gets down the chimney. I knew you were going to... Yes. I, I have to use Love this one this because part. this moment was singled out when we were at the Beyond the Sock workshop in 2014. I don't think it was during the class. I'm pretty sure that we were all just hanging out in the hotel um, around Noel McNeil's laptop. And uh, he was showing us some clips. And one of the clips that he brought up, that's one of the best moments in puppetry performing that's not just it it's one of the best moments when the performer shines through the puppet performance i think because grover gets a crazy response from this kid and rather than reacting the way that just about any other performer in a children's show would he does things the frank oz way and grover just stares at him yeah yeah totally deadpan doesn't move that puppet by the slightest smidgen chris if Santa Claus has to deliver all those presents to boys and girls on Christmas Eve, how does he get down the chimney? Easy. With all the presents, the big bag of presents, all those presents. How? He comes down with his reindeers. <laughs> all the reindeer join him down the chimney? Yes. The gears are turning. But uh -huh. Grover's not getting anywhere. The same kind of thing was repeated later on Sesame Street by Kevin Clash in a segment that Kermit did with Elmo on the difference between happy and sad. Oh, Kermit, yeah. says, Kermit says that he's going to play with Elmo, and Elmo gets really, really happy and starts dancing around the usual way that Elmo does, uh, sort of throwing the head and throwing the arms differently. Um, and then Kermit says but I'm not going to play with you right now. And then that's where you see Elmo just kind of stop and stare at him for a second, and the gears are slowly turning before all of a sudden, blah! <laughs> um, and it's a perfectly timed thing, but yeah. Frank makes it even simpler and doesn't have much of a reaction at all other than, you've got to be kidding me. And it's well, one of the best moments of pure condescendence in Sesame. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, so I like that, Um because of its subtlety and on the opposite side of the spectrum i like the scene with maria and oscar when she's yelling at him because it's his fault that big bird's out in the snow and they can't find him because she, oscar was teasing him and now he doesn't even want to go look for him and she really lays into him and you see this little bit of remorse that oscar has um and it that's that's a moment that doesn't happen anymore um, you see so many dimensions of, of Oscar as a character and Big Bird. So, uh, you know, so much of this special is really Carol Spinney and Frank Oz. And then you see Kermit doing a few, a few things too. But I really like what both of those performers in particular get to do in this special. So, anyways, yeah. that's, I think, both that of our number three. 
Yeah. Yeah, we we spent a while on that one, and it yeah, deserved we, a while, I think. It did. It did. But yeah. what's your number two? My number two is actually uh, the uh, entire concept that we're parodying here, Muppet Family Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't have to have such a strong storyline. It doesn't really have a storyline other than Fozzie Bear brought all the Muppets to uh, his mom's house for Christmas, including apparently his arch enemies, Statler and Waldorf. Um, well, he didn't actually, bring no. them. No, he didn't bring them. They're friends with his mother, which is weird. Which is the best. Uh, and then she was going to be going on vacation, but they still showed up Christmas Day, which is a bit of a plot hole. But apart from that... What um, do you mean? How is it a plot hole? Because wouldn't she have, have called them... Uh, at some point leading up to Christmas and, and said, hey guys, I know you always come over on Christmas and we always have Christmas together, but I'm that's going to be on hole. vacation in Malibu. Yes, that's, See, that's the, the thing. You, you forgot to mention the fact that it's their annual thing. Oh, because okay. they don't right. bring that up at the beginning of the special. That's not revealed until later. And by the way, Fozzie Bear not only invited the entire Muppet Show gang, but apparently invited the Sesame Street gang, which I don't think he actually knows about. I think Kermit the Frog is the only one who crosses into both camps there. But again, doesn't really make much of a difference because this is just an excuse for all the Muppets to get together, tell some jokes, have some laughs, and sing some Christmas songs, which is the best thing ever. This is one of the only times that you have everyone in the room, like I'm fond of saying, uh, and you just... It, it's a lot of laughs and a lot of heart, and it's simple. It's a simple concept that works really, really well. So it's my next to favorite Christmas special. Now, it's worth noting, I think, that this special came out after, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I'm right about this. This special came out after The Muppets, A Celebration of 30 Years. So I that would have given yes. The Muppets all time to mingle anyway. Okay, so maybe Fozzie Bear met Bert and Ernie and a couple other ones. Maybe they were sitting at the same table or something. Well, yeah, we do see them all sitting up towards at the at the front. They're the presenters, okay. so they're all, right. all sitting you know together what? anyway. Maybe that's why it happened that way. Okay, good point. Good point, JD. That being said, if that's canon, then why isn't Sprocket more familiar with the rest of the Muppet Gang and Muppet Family Christmas because he's there at Celebration of 30 Years. He and hmm. Uncle Matt. That's true. That doesn't make sense at all. Good, Stupid Good Muppet point, canon. JD. I know. It's it's really annoying that there is no such thing as Muppet canon. Like, I, I, ever since Jared said on one of our shows that there's no such thing as Muppet canon, I've been trying to find a Wrong. way... No, no, I there can is. Shown to be wrong, but I don't know. I'm getting more and more convinced that there's no such thing as Muppet Cannon. There most definitely is. Jeannie, it's very, very clear. At the end of Muppet Vision 3D, Waldo screams, Hey, everyone, he's got a cannon. So that's not even up for debate. That does not deserve a response, Steve. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, yeah, Muppet Family Christmas is certainly. One of their more solid productions, even if we can't make any sense of it. Mm-hmm. And one of Richard Hunt's last productions that he was on. So, really, is that, that too? Uh, yeah, it's from '87, so I guess he wasn't too involved in Henson Hour. Well, he wasn't too involved in Henson Hour. I just remember, I think it was Kevin Clash telling me that, like he was there and he was part of it, but he was already kind of getting sick 
and so you know, yeah, a whole lot going on. Kevin Clash wasn't particularly involved in Muppet Family Christmas. I don't even think he was on the set. No, he was there. I think. No, Elmo it was, either was Kev- there. Either Kevin or Craig told me that, but Elmo was there, but Kevin was not. Okay, maybe Craig told me that. I don't know. I remember this distinctly. I think from an interview Kevin did on your show. But I could be mistaken. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a lot of episodes, so I don't blame you for forgetting a few things. My number two is Muppet Christmas Carol. That's your number two? That's my number two. Yeah. I take it that's your number one? I'll be very interested to hear what your number one is. Yes, that's my number one. Your number one? Okay, so what do you love about Muppet Christmas Carol? What can you not love about Muppet Christmas Carol? (laughs) Apparently only the things that allow you to have a number one but no the music is fantastic it's paul williams return to the muppets first of all so there's a huge journey right there a backstory that and i do remember paul telling me that story on the show uh about how he had kind of veered away off the path of life a little bit um and had done a lot of recovery work and he was coming back they asked him to write some new muppet songs and there's some of the best songs he's written for the muppets uh let's see You've got Brian Henson in his directorial debut uh, after the death of his father and after they all kind of came together and decided, you know what, we are going to continue the Muppets because that's what Jim would have wanted. I know this wasn't the first Muppet production after Jim's passing, but it's the first feature film and that's very, very important. It has the same kind of tone and timbre that any film that Jim Henson would have made has. So for me, it still feels... um, absolutely as authentic as one of the Jim films, even though it's not. It has so much heart, so much humor, great acting, great puppetry, great puppetry techniques, all the digitization and everything that uh, had to go into some of these characters and all that. And it still had all the low techie kind of puppetry kind of stuff. So yeah, all that kind of rolled into one little snowball. That's why this is my number one pick. Okay, well... What's wrong with the Muppet Christmas Carol, JD? Okay, first of all, I think that you have to understand that a large part of why the reason why you like it is probably when it came out, and the fact that it was something of a sign that the Muppets would go on and continue to make good movies at a time when that was sort of... Well, that was sort of a question. That was uncertain. For me... I don't have that same perspective because I was not particularly existent at the time. Well, that's your fault. I'm so sorry. I was in such a hustle to get to this life from my past one as a goat. I really tried, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as I'm hearing you say that sentence, I'm like, where's he going with that one? Where are we going to (laughs) end? Sorry, you you put me in a rough position. I had to give an explanation for why I wasn't born sooner. I don't, I don't. Well, also it has to do with the fact that my parents are religious, so you know they kind of had to. Well, anyway, I I I do really like the Muppet Christmas Carol an awful lot. It has grown on me over the years, and I can't quite remember why it wasn't always one of my favorites. I think it has. I think it has something to do with the fact that I never saw it as being quite on the level of the 1979 Muppet movie or the Great Muppet Caper. Um, it, it doesn't feel like it's as much of a Muppet-focused production as it is the Muppets taking part in a production of The Christmas Carol. 
Hmm. Which is, okay. of course, focused on Michael Caine. And that's a little bit odd. The way that the characters have all been cast is a little bit odd, because I'm used to a story that really puts Kermit in the forefront. As the, That's the way that all the previous Muppet movies had been. And then here comes a film that makes Kermit Bob Cratchit, and then reduces Miss Piggy's role even lesser than that um, to Emily Cratchit. And I there think that's are one of the reasons of... I like it. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it is interesting seeing. Okay, I'll it, give it's you not this. it's not piggy it's... karate chopping and mawing everyone to death. You know. Well, that wasn't as much of a threat at the time. Well, I know, but still. Okay, that's fair. Um, I got to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of when love is gone. No, no, we can. Uh, safely disregard yeah. that one. And the other songs that are on the soundtrack that didn't make it into the movie itself. But the thematic uh, material from that song it. and its reuse in other parts of the score, I think, is important. It's okay. Um, it's fine. Overall, I don't think that most of the soundtrack for Muppet Christmas Carol is Paul Williams' best work. I'm not sure why. It just doesn't quite grab me in the same way as some of his other work. And I find it to be... Okay. I find it special to be a mix in tone of moments that are either a little too dark and gray for the Muppets and other moments that are a little bit too sweet and happy. I think that the love we found is sort of just a little too sweet and happy in a way and doesn't quite work for me. I don't get quite the same sense of warmth that I get at the end of uh, other Christmas productions and I'm not entirely sure why. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I know, it's it's largely a subjective experience that I'm having a hard time explaining well or giving good reasons for. But the darkness always bothered me. I used to think for a long time that visually this was one of my least favorite movies just because a lot of it feels really, really gray. I mean, it's easy to forget that, but a lot of it, particularly if you don't have a nice Blu-ray copy, but just an old VHS or DVD copy that is a little worn out, yeah, a lot of the backgrounds just look so gray and dreary and yucky. And so over time, I've come to appreciate the visuals a lot more. Maybe it's just because I've got the Blu-ray that has me realizing just how gorgeous this movie is. I was going to say, um, yeah. Yeah, particularly with the structure of the sets, the way that they made everything so warped and cartoonish. Yes. It's yes. just amazing to look at. I wish that every movie had sets that looked more like this, but preferably with just a little more color, that's all. A little more life in those visuals. But the Muppets okay. are colorful. That's nice. The puppets are colorful. But I, I, I'm... I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying that the only reason why M The Muppet Christmas Carol is in the second spot is because number one You for better me not say Letters to Santa. Do not is... say Letters to Santa. What do you think it's going to be, Steve? Okay, that's a good... Okay, everyone, let's take a minute now. What do we... Just think about this. You know JD. What's going to be his number one pick? Um, let's see. Sam Harris did not write a Muppet special, so we can't... That. I have um, emailed him so many times. Neil Tyson DeGrasse has not done a Muppet special. I can't That's not his him. name, you stupid um, uncultured. Let's see. Bill Nye has never done a Muppet special. So I'm out of options here. Have you here. been reading my emails? I don't know. No, I haven't. Okay. Anyway, well, <laughs> it's funny because we already talked about it. I just never mentioned when we talked about it where it was on my list. Wait a minute. Emmett Otter isn't your favorite? No, it's Th Muppet That's Family what I thought Christmas. you were going to say. No, it's Muppet Family Christmas. Ah, oh, Emmett Otter didn't even make your list. 
It didn't even make your list. We're not talking about me right now. We're talking about <laughs> you, JD. <laughs> no, it didn't make my list. I, I didn't it. put it's it on my list mention. because I figured you would put it on your list and I didn't want to repeat you. No, I didn't put even it on mine. Even though we did that twice. I didn't put it on mine because I figured you were going to put it on yours. Good Lord. How did we? Okay. Because honorable mention. Yeah, it number was, it was one point five on my it was list. My would be, main honorable mention was. Oh Emmett my gosh, Otter. Emmett Otter! You know what? For me, Emmett Otter and Muppet Family Christmas kind Steve, of Steve. are at a tie. <laughs> Steve, we just did the gift of the Magi. Oh no! <laughs> oh, holy crap! <laughs> I, I gave it up from my list to give it to your list, and you gave it up from your list to give it to my list. <laughs> Best Muppet Christmas special ever. Okay. We we actually did not plan that, folks. That's, we did. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Okay. Anyway, yeah, no, for me, it comes down to Muppet Family Christmas because... Oh, that's one of my favorite things we've done all year. <laughs> uh, no, as, as much as I love um, Christmas Carol, Muppet Family Christmas is one that I'm more likely to try to watch every single year because I love all of the jokes and the humor it's, it's my kind of thing. I love all of the songs. It's just so... I mean, it really is very, very simple in style. You take a bunch of these Muppet characters that aren't normally together, stick them together, and make them get along, and saturate it in Christmassy visuals and songs. Well... Like, that's just... All of that, yes. It's the perfect yes. recipe for the perfect Muppet Christmas special. So, And also, I think the fact that it's loaded with flaws and errors, in a way, makes yes, it a little that. bit better. Yes, um, yes. That's, that's, but you still haven't hit the, the best thing yet. What's the best thing? The best thing is that jacket that Jim Henson's wearing at the end. That zebra print <laughs> jacket. Yes. Oh, 80s. Oh, boy. Oh yeah, the 80s. Oh, man. I can't believe the 80s. Whoa, Steve. What just... you? Uh, what? S Steve, you just... Uh, sorry. For a second, it seemed like you just moved across the room randomly in a tape edit. That really? That somehow got left into this special. That's odd. That... I, I don't know. Huh. That's crazy. It's like wow. uh, you, you look like you were in one part of the room and then yeah. a, a little cut later in another spot. I don't know how that happened. It's weird anyway. I'm recording in mono, but okay. Yeah, back to Muppet Family Christmas, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think the mistakes do help make it a bit better. The weird 80s things like the jacket, I mean, it all helps. All the yes. little weird quirks help make it. The turkey it holding a badminton racket. Mm hmm. What? Where did he think he was going to play badminton? Yeah, you know, honestly, I've never considered the turkey's perspective in this what special. Was Why did plan? he have the racket? Right? Maybe maybe in the director's cut, there's a scene where he and Elmo are playing on top of the, on the roof. It's never occurred to me to ask that question until right now. Yeah. Never occurred to me either. <laughs> Stupid turkey. Stupid turkey. Well, you know, another thing about this special is it gives us the line... Uh, the turkey's the turkey, you turkey. That is a good one. But, of course, watch out for the icy patch is what we quote all the time. That, this is, and this cold is, enough to freeze your Winnebago. This, yeah. Th that that this is, is if the... you're living in a part of the country that <laughs> gets cold enough to freeze your Winnebago, which I don't anymore, but, you know. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah well, we're about to get a bunch me. of snow over here, so. Yeah, it's pretty cool being me, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool being you. Anyway, I think that wraps up our <laughs> Christmas productions, finally. Man, that took too long. Gosh. What do you want to do? Play another song or go to another segment? or Let's play another song and then we'll go to another segment. Sounds good. Yeah. 
the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Here's the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don't we now our gay apparel? Fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fa la 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 la. See the blazing. Couple of guys doing a Muppet. Hey, couple of guys doing a Muppet podcast. Go ahead and use that on the outtake if you want. All right, so uh, <laughs> or use it what, in the real show, or use it in the real show. Why not? Uh, what What are we doing next? Next, I think we can talk about. Well, first of all, a question. I guess this is topic number three. Okay. Do you have a favorite Muppet Christmas decoration? <sighs> No, not really. Okay, well, that makes the show a lot smoother. For me, Does that make the show shorter? <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it shortens up the show. That's nice. That's fine. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to take that back. I do have a favorite Muppet decoration. It's not, because uh, I, I had to think a little bit. It's not a Christmas tree decoration. It's a decorative oh. plate that oh. uh, a very good friend gave to me that uh, I used to go to summer camp with. And it's a 1982 Sesame Street Christmas collector's plate. Um, and it's one of those things that I don't, I love it, and I love it so much that I don't have it displayed anywhere because I don't want it to fall and break. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the thing. I'm, I don't have a whole lot of Muppet collectibles, but the ones that I do, I keep them boxed up or bagged up, and I, I take very good care of them, but that means that they're not on a shelf because something could happen to them, or sunlight could bleach the color, or you know what I mean? You are the most boring decorator on the face of the earth, Steve. Oh, I'm terrible. Ask anyone who's ever come into my apartment. Yeah, I'm awful. Although, well, that never mind. That's neither here nor there. Anyways, so there is my favorite decoration. So there's your contribution. I'm going to go there. with the 20. Oh, wait, I thought of another one. No, I'm okay. kidding. Go okay. ahead. I was just kidding. Go, go ahead. I was going to go with the 2012 Hallmark mini ornament set from Target. Um... Which I know sounds weird, how is it Hallmark and Target? But it is. It was only released at Target, but it was made by Hallmark in 2012. And it's a set of Muppet decorations that use these, I think, fairly old illustrations of the Muppet characters that sort of show them as different acts, like in an old vaudeville show. And we've seen this in a recent calendar, I think, just a couple of years ago. These works of art get used a lot these days because they look really nice. Um, and they seem very contemporary, even though I think they've been around for a while. 
And I, I like it because you get a whole collection of Muppets. I think it's six. And one of them, surprisingly, is Ralph the Dog. So I have this one very nice little Ralph the Dog ornament mixed in with some matching ornaments on my little Muppet Christmas tree, and I'm very happy about that. Nice. It is nice. Very Topic nice. number the next one. Favorite Muppet Christmas songs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. How many? I have a top 12 plus two honorable mentions, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I did too many. How about this? I'm going to go through my list, and then when we get to the top five, that's when I can stop and let you try to get... Or even the top three, I can stop and let you try to guess what my top... Oh, let's, oh yeah, let's do that. I like that. All yeah, right, so I start think... at 12, stop at 3, and let's... Yeah. Right, okay. So, number 12 from John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas Together, the album. Not the special. I don't care for the special. I have no idea what happened. What on earth happened to let that... Spe- anyway, number 12, Little St. Nick. Okay. It's the Electric Mayhem. It's a good 12, yeah. Number 11, which we m- sort of kind of parodied a little bit. Actually, you and I, Steve, last year, it's the most wonderful time of the year by Gonzo and Rizzo and and the Muppet Gang. Mm, yeah, I always like that one. I think they did a good, fun recording with that. To it me, it's good, one of yeah. the. To me, it's become one of the definitive recordings of the song. Absolutely, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, number ten, the Peace Carol, from the same Denver album, and right in front of that, in number nine, is a Baby Just Like You. Both of these seem to be very, very similar songs and very, very sweet. And yeah, yeah. And they're the tear jerkers, you know. There are a few more on here that are in, on the album that are tearjerkers that I didn't include in the list. But yeah, these are the ones that kind of, you know, they, they, they strike you right in the heart, really. It's, uh, it, it's a brutal album. It is. It's quite a brutal little affair, yes. Yeah, John Denver mm. was a sadist. Anyway. Man, yeah. Number six, Jingle Bell Rock from Muppet Family Christmas. Of course, I have the album version. Number five, Christmas is Coming from the Denver album. That's oh, wow, a very, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a really memorable one, I think. I, I okay. like how this album is filled with little bits of the Muppets. Not just doing, Hey, Gonzo, yeah, Rizzo, you know what? Well, what? Uh, bah, 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 bah. No, it's yeah. like you're getting the little mistakes and goofs and things and Animal having to apologize at the end of Little St. Nick and things like that. And that's really evident in Christmas is Coming. That's one of the... First of all, it's a round, and it's a rare one. Like, it is. I've only heard one other yeah. recording of this song, but it's a good song. It's fun. Muppets um, in the Round. Number four, 12 Days of Christmas from the Denver album. Good, good, good. Yeah. It's All always, right. well, because that's the one we remember for ba-dum, bum, bum. And just to give oh, honorable mentions, um, honorable mentions for this wait, list. Wait, wait, no, no, don't oh, do because okay. then you'll mess up my guesses. Oh, all right. Sorry. All right. Okay, go <clears throat> ahead. So top three guesses. JD's top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, just let me do it. So number three is When the River Meets the Sea. Uh, is that one right? You said not to tell you. Okay, good, good, good. Yes. All right. And then number two, keep Christmas with you. And number one, it feels like Christmas. Very interesting. So my honorable mentions for this were We Need Little Christmas from Muppet Family Christmas. Again, I've got the mm-hmm. album version from yeah, the yeah. Nick at Night Christmas album that some people yeah. have. Um, and the Christmas Wish from the Denver album was also an honorable mention. Oh, and okay. I, I might even throw in keep Christmas with you as an honorable mention, but that's not one of my top three. Um, Number three, it feels like Christmas from Muppet Christmas Carol. 
Good pick. Yeah. It's that was tough. I wanted to give that number one, but unfortunately, there are some others that are kind of tied with it and maybe a little bit better. But it's a yeah. really Christmassy song. Number two, a true blue miracle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one is just so gorgeous. Something yes, about is. the mix. There's something about the way that they did all the harmonies and mixed it all together beautifully. It's great. Really I mean, y- you have to listen to the version in the special, I think, to really get that, unfortunately. I think that the album version that introduces Hoots and Elmo and kind of lets Kevin take over the track um, mm, takes yeah. away from that just a little bit. I'm I not agree. crazy about I the agree. Elmo version. I don't think it's in fact, with Elmo. But I think in the Muppet Cast episode that I did as a review of that, I edited together one coherent version of True Blue, True Blue Miracle taken from the TV special because I liked that one better. Yeah, I also and, edited together my yeah, own yeah. coherent version just for me to listen to. Um, and then number one is this song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. John, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more that's nice through the years we all will be together if the faiths allow hang a shining star on the highest bow and have yourself a merry little Christmas now Ooh. I like that one. It, I also love Silent Night, which I'm surprised mm. did not make your list. I'm not... I find Silent Night to be a generally boring track. Um, okay. Just in general, but I think that <clears throat> whenever I hear the clanky piano sound playing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, oh, just that opening, yeah. once I hear that, it just slays me. Yeah, really, I any mean, instance it, of the Muppets doing that song, but that oh, one in particular, just... It, oh, man. It warms my heart immediately and says, this is it, this is Christmas time. Because, fun fact about J.D. Hansel, I didn't really know the non-Sesame Street Muppets much at all until I was about eight or nine years old. Um, wow. Yeah. So I got into them late, and it, it was mostly just because I was curious, because I had been so, 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 so soaked in Sesame Street growing up as a little kid. I mean, I think somewhere out there I may have put up a baby picture where you can see me in the crib with, like, all the Sesame Street stuff around me. So I was, like, a really, really Sesame Street kid up until around age five or so. So later I was just like, this Jim Henson guy, 
he kind of made my childhood. What else did he do? <laughs> what else is he famous yeah. for? And then I was like, oh, there is a lot of interesting stuff to study here. Mm. Um, and, and so as I got into it, one of the things that struck me was the fact that we'd always been listening to this one album that was from uh, the other side of, of the Henson world. I was aware of these other Muppet characters to a small extent, but mostly just because of this album. This was the... Interesting. I think that this album was probably the first Muppet thing, apart from Sesame Street Productions, that I was ever really into. Because the Muppet movie, uh, the 1979 Muppet movie, when I first saw any of it, I saw, as a very little kid, if memory serves, a little bit of it on TV. It was towards the end when the giant animal head comes out of the top of the building, and it scared the crap out of me. Oh, me too, yeah. So I didn't watch any other Muppet Productions for years after that. <laughs> also, the other thing that I caught a little glimpse of on TV, in terms of non-Sesame Muppets, was Frog Prince towards the very end when Tamanella turns into the bird. Scared me to death. And mm. so because of those two things, I kind of gave up on <laughs> the non-Sesame Muppets for a while, wow. with the exception of this one album. And this is the song that always just takes me back to the childhood feeling of Christmas. That's kind of like when I was a little kid, I had uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album, but I would only listen to the song Beat It because I was convinced that all the other songs were going to be really, really scary and that I wouldn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little fun fact about little Steve Swanson. Uh, now yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah, now you know. How do we want to go through your list? Because I'm going to... All right, so if we're ready you... for my list. Okay, so my list... Yeah. Um, I will, uh, so number three for me Oh, wait, is, am uh, I not going to guess? Oh, do you want to guess? Yeah, go for it. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I could take a guess, um, I should have thought about what my guesses would be sooner. Mmm. Yeah, dig yourself a little yeah. hole there. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm under the impression that these are almost all, if not all, older songs. You're going for the nostalgia factor, I think. Well, we'll um, see. So I'm going to say, I'm going to do number three, It Feels Like Christmas. Number two, Keep Christmas With You All Through the Year. And number one, When the River Meets the Sea. Okay, so you're close. Uh, number three is When the River Meets the Sea. Okay. Number two is It Feels Like Christmas. Uh-huh. Number one is actually... Oh, it feels like Christmas. Wait, I don't understand how that works. What do you mean? So it's when the river meets the sea. Mm -hmm. Keep Christmas with you, and then it feels like Christmas. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. I misheard you say. I thought I misheard you saying it feels like Christmas twice. No, um, no, no, no. no that I was confused. Sorry. No. Okay. Wow. I was. Uh, I'm, I know of, you're shocked. One of two things just happened. Either I was very, very close, like shockingly close, and I know you very well, or you had not planned a very good list until I just fed you your answers. <laughs> no, that is my list. That's the exact list that I used for you because that was my list, and I was hoping you would guess that that was my list. And you did a, well, not a very good job of redoing it, but well, you, anyway, you came close to the mark. I, I well I those felt to me like they would probably be the ones that you would really like. I didn't include something that I felt like was sort of a cheat on oh. my list, which is the Paul Williams recording of When the River Meets the Sea that he recently put out, which is the really groovy recording. Um Is that the gospel one with the clapping and all that weird kinda Yeah. No, that's not very good. I like it. 
I know, I like it's not it very because, good. I like it because it's very different, I think. And usually the song is kind of boring. Alternatively, I could have thrown in the cover of Our World by Well, the John Denver jacket, version but... of it. I, I also like the the John Denver version of When the Ripper Meets the Sea, which is on that Christmas Together album. Right, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. That is really good. I just, at a certain point, I get annoyed by the fact that so many of the songs on the Denver album are really slow. That's my They're one little... problem yeah, with the album. yeah. My one yeah. problem with the album is that it is to a large extent dominated by the slower songs. So and what I didn't so realize until played a party. I think maybe a year or so ago, I heard maybe Dennis DeYoung or someone singing it on Muppet Central. And there are verses to uh, It's in Every One of Us, mm-hmm. which is another great song. But that one's a little repetitive. And it's a song that I really I love the chorus to. But then that once you do the chorus a couple times it's hard to keep that song going but there are i think there's at least one verse maybe two verses to it and it's very different but it makes it kind of more of a real song it's kind of cool Hmm. well i think that this is a good time then to try to wrap up the show by just playing the one that we're used to from the denver album okay sounds good Yeah, that sounds good Touches the valley, all the clouds are taught to fly. Thus, our souls will leave this land most peacefully. Though our minds be filled with questions, in our hearts we'll understand when the river.
afraid you'd say. And we've got the perfect song for you. Hit it, guys. Count, 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 counting the days. Count, 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 counting the days. Count, 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 count that counting big bird. the days. Hey, count, yeah, Ernie. Count, hey, that's all right. Counting the days. Counting the days. Right. Perfect idea. I love Christmas so well. I'm counting the days till Christmas time is here. Days. Been waiting since last year I'm happy to say Christmas will be here any day Oh yeah I'm counting the days Till Christmas day is due I'm counting the hours And the minutes too I'm happy to say Christmas will be here any day Was today. I'm counting the days till Christmas time is here. I'm counting the days, been waiting since last year. I'm happy to say Christmas will be here any day. Counting the days. Oh yeah. I'm counting the days too, but for a different reason. I'm counting the days. Christmas Day is gone. I'm counting the days. It's been 
here for too long. I'm happy to say Christmas will soon be on its way. <laughs> I know, Oscar. I wrote my note to Santa way back in July. I mailed one for Rubber Ducky too. Hey, we made lots of cookies for Santa Claus to try. Oh, but couldn't wait. Me eat them all oh, but two. Oh, me so sorry. Isn't that a great big bird? Yeah, it's great. I just wish I could count higher than 20. How much longer is this going to go on?
And with that, we come to the end of this. I was going to say episode of the Muppet Cast, but it is an episode of the Muppet Cast. Is it okay? But it's an episode I, of the Muppet Cast, and it's an episode of Eleven Point Collar. Oh, that's it's it's a simulcast. Maybe the first one. That, is it the first one we've done like this? This is our first simulcast, Steve. First and wanting, only I've, simulcast. I've been wanting folks, to so. do one for a long time. All right. Well, it has been a lot of fun for me. I have been Steve Swanson, and I have been JD Hansel. And you can find me over at MuppetCast.com with the email address me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. And gosh, I was really hoping that Miss Piggy would have shown up by now. I hope she's all right out in that storm. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, you can contact me at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. And I think with that, it's going to uh, go ahead and wrap up the show. So, JD, thank you for calling and interrupting me. It's oh, been fun. Sure. Anytime. I am always happy to ruin your Christmas specials. And if I don't talk to you guys before then, have a great Christmas, happy holidays, everything that's going on out there, and we'll see you again in uh, in the new year. Aren't you going to do like your proper Muppet cast closing? I thought you were going to say something else. I was leaving space for you to talk. I don't have anything else. Have a happy holidays, everyone. There, I'm done. I'm a very simple person, Stephen. Well, that is very true. All right, everyone, take care, have fun, and we'll see you right back here next time on The Muppet Cast. Should be more fun. Are you going to edit this episode? No, you are. I am. Nice. It is nice. Very Topic nice. number the next one. Hey, GD. Yeah? What do you want to be when you grow up? Um. Well, I don't really. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Keep it. Oh, no. I really tried. <laughs> I tried. Uh, Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, All right. Well, I'm not really sure what I want to be when I grow up, as long as I can have whatever I want for dinner. <laughs> I still want to be Barack Obama. And be out can of you job? believe we forgot we made that joke almost a year ago? <laughs> I can't believe. It. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Oh, Where sorry, I just had to. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, topic number the next one. Yes.